This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 786, all about Aubrey, your next IELTS master. Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English with your hosts, former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer. With hundreds of band seven, eight, and nine success stories, our strategies are the smartest in the IELTS world. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com slash my score. Today you'll meet me, Aubrey, from Arizona. I'll teach you how to prepare for exam success, even if you're going to school full-time, have a full-time job, and full-time family responsibilities. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Aubrey. Who are you? Why are you here? (laughs) I am so excited to be joining the team. I'm the newest member of the team. (laughs) Yeah, guys. Okay, this is really, really exciting. So you've noticed already, right? That's I'm not talking to Lindsay. Who am I talking to? Guys, um, we hired a new team member, and I'm so excited to introduce her to all of you around the world. Aubrey is our newest All Ears English teacher, and she is going to be on the show to help you guys with your English and your IELTS preparation. And right now, she is becoming certified in the Three Keys system as well. So, Aubrey, welcome to All Ears English and IELTS Energy. Thank you. So fun to be meeting you guys, getting to know you. I'm so excited to be part of this community. So, Aubrey, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where in the world do you live? Let's start there. So, I live in Arizona, which it's extremely hot. It's in the middle of the desert, and it's still hot. We're in October, and it's still so hot here. We have to be very careful buying Halloween costumes. They can't be too warm because it'll still be 100 degrees on Halloween. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy because we have exactly the opposite problem in Portland. I felt like one week it was still summer and then all of a sudden within like a seven-day time span, um, fall just like descended and enveloped everything in Portland. And it's cold now, man. I went running this morning and I had to wear like long pants and a sweatshirt already. Like, it's I'm so jealous. I could really use some cool weather. (laughs) Well, but. I I grew up in Idaho, and we had the opposite problem, where it would already be snowing sometimes on Halloween, and we would have to wear a coat under our princess dresses. (laughs) Oh my god, so cold already. (laughs) No, but we got to think about that too, because it's always raining on Halloween here. So it's like, when you choose a Halloween costume, like right now, you're thinking about the heat, no matter where you are in the world. (laughs) 
Well, in America, because not a lot of people dress up for Halloween. Um, But you have to always be like, okay, so you want to be a ninja. Now, how could we rainproof this ninja costume? (laughs) A ninja holding an umbrella, maybe? Is that weird? (laughs) No, totally. With like like a throwing star, like a ninja throwing star at the end of it or something. Yes. (laughs) There's always creative solutions. Um, Okay, so... Guys, you can hear Aubrey is a very fun person to talk to, and that's one reason why we hired you. But we also are so excited to work with you because you are very highly educated in the world of ESL and TESOL. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your background, your education? Yes. So I have a master's degree in TESOL. I did the Teach for America program in New York City where Uh I did my master's degree at CCNY while I taught full-time ESL. And it was amazing. I loved my degree. I love teaching ESL to adults. I I think that I am good at it. And you should always do something you're good at. (laughs) Totally. No, but that's true though, right? Like, um, I know that there's like, people always focus on the negative side of self-help. Like what is broken? What is missing in me that I need to fix? But I, you know, stop doing that, guys. Like what is good about you? Go with that. Find what you're good at. (laughs) Find what you like and are good at and do that. And for me, that's ESL. I love it. I've always loved it. And I'm excited. I'm excited to be part of this, uh, yeah, this program. So, so far um, in your Three Keys certification training, um, what has excited you about being able to teach IELTS very soon? So it's been really interesting because I'm seeing a lot of uh, similarities between a test that I took in order to be certified to teach French in New York City. I was ah. I was hired to teach ESL, and I was planning to teach ESL, but then their foreign language teacher quit a few days before school started, and they sent out oh my this gosh. panicked email, like, who speaks another language? We need a language teacher. And I said, I'm fluent in French. I can teach French. <laughs> and so cool. I ended up teaching French as well, and I taught for a year, and then they said, okay, the state requires you be highly qualified. And in order to be highly qualified, I had to take an exam called the NYSTC. CE, and then the content specialty test, the CST for French. And as I'm reading about the IELTS and familiarizing myself, it's so similar to the test that I took for French, this content specialty test. And so that's been interesting. And to see as I'm reading the modules to see a lot of the common strategies that you're teaching your students, I used for this test. And I did very well, by the way. (laughs) And I (laughs) became highly, highly qualified. Yeah. That's fantastic. Okay, awesome. So guys, we are going to teach you guys the fundamentals of preparation for a language exam. And I love that you have already found these strategies that we teach our students that works for IELTS that you actually did already when you prepared for a totally different language exam in French. And guys, like, (laughs) excuse me. I just choked up my water. Um, guys, it's the like, it's the same thing, right? She's she wasn't a native French speaker. You guys are not native English speakers. So you are going through this same 
process. So I love this. Taking from your own experience and being like, no, that is a good idea. I did it. It works. So tell us about your life situation while you were preparing for this very difficult French exam. Like, did you just have all the time in the world to study? (laughs) The opposite. Very much the opposite. (laughs) I was going to school full time, completing a master's degree, and I was teaching full time at a school in the Bronx. So, oh and not gosh. only that, I was teaching too. I was still, I had to teach ESL and also French. So I was sort of double booked. <gasps> all of my wow. prep material, all my prep courses, I had to spend um, with students who needed the ESL services and training and, and helping them prepare for a test that they had to take at the end of the year called the NISASLAT in New York. And so I was extremely busy. I could not have been more busy. And I had two kids at home. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's crazy. <laughs> I know. Okay. Guys, 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 students, students, students out there. Um, we, You've heard us on the show. We talk about how when you are preparing for an exam for IELTS, it, it has to become your part-time job. And then the obvious the next question from student side is like, I don't have time to have another part-time job. Like, how is it possible to have the time? There's only 24 hours in a day. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. when do I find the time to study for this? Because for me... I spoke French very well, but the more I looked into the test, writing that essay, this very complicated essay, and then and the speaking and the listening was, I, I would not have been able to pass just going in and winging it and doing it. I needed to spend a lot of time preparing. So I, totally. after looking over the test, I could see that I needed to spend at least two hours a day learning more vocabulary and a lot of the strategies where I could figure out how to best use my time and be and just do the best I could on this test. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So how did you find those two hours? I think, I mean, our listeners are hard workers. Like, they are motivated. That's why they listen to this podcast, right? Because they want to put in the effort as much as they can to pass the IELTS exam because it's so difficult. So can you help us out with a couple tips? Like, if if you're working full-time, teaching full-time, you have two kids, where do you find that two hours a day? One benefit that I had is I was using public transportation to get to the Bronx. So I had an hour on the subway and the bus in the morning. I had to get up at six o'clock, but I had that hour of reading on the subway, on the bus. So I would print things that I could, I could, I wouldn't have internet on the on the subway. So I had to have it printed Mm -hmm. there for me to read and I could prepare and read and, and read newspapers on the bus on the way there. So I I found an hour in the morning on the way to work that instead of listening to music or whatever I would rather do for fun, (laughs) I had to take that time to prepare for this exam instead. And then at night, after my kids were in bed, instead of watching TV with my husband or doing something fun together, I had to buckle down and spend an hour preparing for this exam. 
Okay. I love it. Exactly. So this requires, I mean, determination for sure. Okay. I'm going to get up at six in the morning. I am going to do this instead of whatever I, whatever fun, fluffy stuff that my brain thinks it wants. I'm going to work hard. But guys, this like notice that it also requires a certain amount of planning in advance. Like you don't just be like, okay, I'm going to spend an hour preparing. And then you get on the subway and you're like, Oh, oh, okay. But what am I going to oh, read? I don't have like, internet. what am I going to do? <laughs> yeah. So it does require some planning in advance, guys. Like, print out an article, buy the newspaper, know what you're going to do for the rest of the week in that hour every morning. And that's the beauty of having our three key study plan is like, it's already planned in advance for you. Like you don't have to you don't have to come up with all these links and whatever whatever yourself. It's all in the study plan for you. Um, no, I really wish that I had had something like that because I had to create my own and find everything on my own and I really did feel anxiety about it. I was stressed out because sure. I was just kind of winging it and trying to figure it out on my own and I I, I could read about what the test expected, but I, I didn't have any experts to talk to. Anyone who had was really familiar with the test, that would have been so helpful. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I Doing something that enormous on your own while being so busy sounds really <laughs> hard. How crazy. long did the process take you? Like, how long did you make these sacrifices? Like, two weeks, one month, two months? No, I studied for, so I was told at the end of the first school year that I needed to be highly qualified in order to start teaching the following fall. So I had three, I had about four months that I had to, and then, and they said, as long as you're signed up and scheduled for the exam by the time school starts in the fall, then you're good to go. You can teach. And, and so I had the summer to study. So I had, it was about four months, but I needed every day of that four months to prepare. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Well, because I was, I knew I could speak and I could understand and I could read, but when it came to really getting into uh, understanding well enough to answer these questions and understand everything that was coming at me and, and write the essays, I knew that I was very underprepared for that. Yeah, I mean, even native speakers don't rock up to the IELTS exam and get nines. And you like, as a non native French speaker, but feeling that you were already fluent and could like, it shouldn't be that hard. But once you do some test practice, and you see the level that is required, it seems like beyond what is achievable. But guys, like, just like the IELTS, the test had a lot of there were like distractors and there were parallels yeah. where I, I, my vocabulary just wasn't good enough. I could be listening for one word and they would say a different one. And if I wasn't familiar with it, then I was totally lost. Yeah, guys, yeah, that happens all the time on IELTS, right? And listening and reading. You understand the keyword from the question, but if your vocabulary range is too small, you're going to miss that parallel expression (laughs) in the passage or the listening audio. So, Aubrey, do you have any tips on just vocabulary, like building your vocabulary when you're preparing for an exam? Yeah, so I started reading the newspaper a lot, listening to the radio a lot. Their podcast didn't exist back then. I'm dating myself a little <laughs> bit here. <laughs> I wish I would have had podcasts to listen to. But yeah. and I also was taking every chance that I could to speak to French speaking people. So I looked into 
organizations in New York City um, where I could find there were just sort of pe- like expats or people from France who were living here and wanting to chat with other people. And I, I joined one of those groups because for the speaking, there's nothing like speaking with natives and having that one on one experience to understand more, build my vocabulary. Yeah. And so I just took every opportunity I had. I watched movies in French. I found everything I could like online. I'd find um videos online of new the news in France. So awesome. for anyone yeah. living somewhere where English is available more, that's maybe a little easier. I had a hard time finding stuff in French. <laughs> but I mean, imagine the resources today in English. Yes. Like, it doesn't matter where you are in the world, guys. You can immerse yourself in English to such a huge extent these days. Podcasts, movies, YouTube, clips, like there's so much material. All the newspapers and magazines have websites, like everything is online these days. Um, But this is really important, guys. Aubrey took it a step further. She took it into the real world. And you guys have to do that as well. There are English-speaking expats in every single country. I promise you. Canadians, guys... Canadians are everywhere. They're every everywhere. country, every country that I ever lived or worked in or traveled to, Canadians, um, Americans, and I feel and like Brits they always also, want but... to speak English. You know, if you came yeah, up to one totally. of those people, they would be thrilled to talk to someone who's excited to be speaking English. I would be so surprised if anyone was ever like, eh, "I don't want to talk to you." <laughs> I know, right? So, guys, like. Check out the Meetups app. If that doesn't have any groups that you're interested in in your country that um, function in English, try to find some listings for live music. Because I know Mm. when I was an expat in various countries, um, I went out to listen to live music a lot. There's also like... (laughs) If there's a community of expats, half of them are musicians. I promise you. There's going to be bands. There's going to be stuff. No, so go out idea. into the world, guys. And, and you know where out- I met mm-hmm. a French-speaking person? This is random. But in bookstores, there are foreign language sections. And I was trying to find a newspaper printed in French and ran into a woman there looking for the newspaper in French. So you oh. never know a random place like that where there's That's printed awesome. materials in English. You may find somebody also there looking for the same thing and chat with them. I love that advice. Yes. I remember when I was in Taiwan, I spent a lot of time in certain bookstores if I knew they had a yes. larger comic book collection than, yes. <laughs> than other. Like there's this one Japanese bookstore that I could get all my graphic novels at. So, oh my gosh, that is such a great idea. Yeah. Be browsing the reading materials and also browsing for friends. <laughs> yes. Okay. I love it so much. All right, Aubrey, I am so excited to welcome you to the team and to our community. Aubrey is going to be a very big part of our IELTS community and our Three Keys team moving forward. So guys, listen up for her firsthand advice and her expertise in the future. All right, Aubrey, thank you so much for coming on the show today. So exciting. I cannot wait to get in there, get in with everything. It's going to be great. Awesome. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score.